This summer has been a long summer and I've learned so much. I feel like for the longest time I've been feeling like this summer has just been the in-between, like it's a bridge between two destinations, but in a way it's been a destination of itself. But I think now that I finished uni, I've gotten my results, it's time to find a way, any way, to transition into the next chapter to go from being a student making a podcast <laughs> in her parents house to a graduate on her way into whatever comes next hi i'm rafara and you're listening to class of 2020 For the past three months, I've been speaking to students, graduates and experts about what it's like to study and come of age in the midst of the pandemic. We've talked about what it's like to finish your degree miles away from university. I've talked to students pursuing careers in healthcare and the arts about what their futures could look like. And we've had really interesting conversations about social mobility, mental health, money, impact and jobs. But now we're in the middle of the summer. Term has ended. We're out of lockdown. And now, most of the people you've heard from throughout the podcast are no longer students. They've handed in their assignments and gotten their final results. So this episode of the podcast, the final episode of the podcast, is all about graduation. Okay. Going back to Guildford one last time. Do I have the keys? I do have the keys. Which I don't even know which keys are the house keys anymore. On an incredibly strange day in the middle of June, my family drove to my university town to help me move out. Usually when I move out of a student house, I spend days packing and tidying up. I take a walk around my university town, go for a meal to say goodbye to my friends, and spend time just hanging out on campus before preparing to spend the summer with my family. But this year, things were a little bit different. I don't know why I'm terrified that something's rotted in here, but... Oh, it's been ages! Oh, I did like this room! I did like it in here! Oh, I've been... After months of quarantining back home in my parents' house, we took our first long car journey down to my university town to collect my belongings and say goodbye to the place that had been my home for the better part of three years. A really strange feeling came over me when I walked into my final year university house for the last time. Nothing had changed that much. The carpet was still the same colour, the stack of library books I left on my desk was still there, and my room still smelt like the big almond and macaroon candle I'd bought just days before impulsively buying an early ticket home. But it felt like everything had changed. Like the version of me who'd sat on that desk and slept in that bed and danced in that mirror a hundred times before didn't really exist anymore. When I'd woken up the morning of the trip, I'd thought that by the end of the day, I would feel a sense of closure about finishing university. That once I'd packed up my things and closed the front door, I would feel a sense of completion. But I didn't. Okay, so we are at the very place. (laughs) We are like seconds outside of the place where I first lived in first year. It's called International House. That was the first flat in So... We took a walk around my university campus. I pointed out places that had had a significant memory attached to them. That was where I lived first year. And then here is, it's called the Ivy Art Centre, this building here. It's where I had my TEDx event, my big TEDx event in there, which is really, really fun. 
I took so many cute photos there and it just felt like great. I told stories about the people I'd met over the years. And as the sun began to set, I took a photo in front of the university entrance. The very first landmark I'd seen on the first day of Freshers' Week and the place that thousands of students before me had taken their graduation photos in front of. I was wearing a pink jumper, pink shoes. I was such a little baby. We took photos, walked back through the abandoned campus and drove back home. When I'd woken up that morning, I'd thought that by the time I got back into the car, I would feel a sense of closure. That at some point in the car journey, I would look out of the window, stare out into the night and feel like the chapter had closed. Like I was a character in a coming of age movie and at any moment the music would start, the screen would fade to black and the credits would begin to roll. But I didn't feel that way. When we went into lockdown and large gatherings were banned, hundreds of universities across the country decided to cancel or postpone their summer graduations. And it totally makes sense. Graduations are huge events. Friends and families from all around the world descend onto campus. Catering staff, ushers, academics and students roam around the venue. People hug, kiss, shake hands and put on rented gowns. And with all the reunions, photo opportunities and the sense of community, it's basically as far away from social distancing as you could possibly get. For most of the students I spoke to, graduation being cancelled didn't come as a surprise, but it still felt like a blow. I have felt like everything has been leading up to that one day where I get 10 seconds to walk across a podium and collect a piece of paper. I know it's not the main point of your degree, but it feels like it's the main point of your degree, doesn't it? Yeah, graduation literally was like 95% of the reason why I came to uni. So graduation's always been like a massive thing for me and I've been so excited, especially because a lot of people in my family haven't been to university and stuff. Throughout the course of our lives, we go through so many milestones. First days of school, last days of school, birthdays, anniversaries, and traditions that mark key stages in our lives. Celebrations like graduation that both mark the end of one period of our lives and usher us into the next. So I asked final year students about what the promise of graduation had meant to them. Graduation means a lot to me in terms of concluding a fantastic and life-changing three years with the people that I've gone through the training with so it's a real shame that our ceremony has been postponed. So I was so excited for graduation and I still am even though I'm not even sure it's going to happen. I'm the first person in my family to ever do that. My parents never been to a graduation and I would just love to be able to for them to see me walk across that stage and everything like that's what it kind of means to me. Because you work for three years towards something mm -hmm. and sometimes it can feel a bit like why am I doing this? I'm doing it my career and stuff like that but then you actually get to walk across that stage and say that you did this and you got a good grade and throughout the academic issues or personal issues or whatever you went through you actually did it is like that's what it means to me I think because there were definitely times in my second year or first year that I just I genuinely thought about dropping out and quitting and like I thought I couldn't go back or I did so graduation means that I went back and I pushed through so yeah, it means a lot. Like a lot of final year students, when I started the year, I had this idea of what my final term would look like. I wanted to have a celebration with my friends after submitting my dissertation. I wanted to go to varsity. And I was really excited about my university ball. Those things didn't happen. I submitted my final assignment, looked up, and felt like nothing had changed. 
I packed up, moved out of my university town and felt like nothing had changed. I sat uncomfortably in the limbo between finishing university and starting whatever comes next and still felt like nothing had changed. And I soon realized why. Celebrations are a big deal. A study done by the University of Pennsylvania back in 2014 found that we perceive milestones related to time as divisions between our past selves and future selves. It's the reason why we write to-do lists at the beginning of the week, make New Year's resolutions, and often set goals and have celebrations for significant birthdays. These milestones give us the opportunity to clear the slate, to step back and take a big picture approach to our lives, to relegate mistakes we've made to the past and aspire towards an even brighter future. Milestones are important and celebrating as we approach them gives us a sense of achievement and anticipation for whatever comes next. But when I finished my degree, I didn't know how to celebrate. I couldn't see my friends in real life, I couldn't go for a fancy meal, there were no events to look forward to, and the days began to blur into this long period of in-betweenness when I didn't feel like I'd finished university, but I also didn't feel like I'd started the next part of my life. And so, I did what I always do when I feel out of control. I hit record, went to my little sister's room, and made a plan. So, Why'd you have to walk in so dramatically? You gave me a shot. I wanted to walk in dramatically because walking in dramatically makes the audio sound better. I'm just being completely transparent. Want? I've had an idea. Do you know what I think would make a really good podcast episode? Whoa. Me organizing my fake graduation. I started with the most important thing. Decorations to take photos in front of. I'm going to get myself 2020 balloons. Then decided on a venue that didn't mean having to leave the house. I'm going to do a garden party. And then, surprising absolutely nobody, decided on a planning committee. I want to organise it because I like organising stuff. Do you know what I mean? I explained the logistics. I'm going to get a table. We're going to have a barbecue. Set a date. I kind of want to have it the day of my graduation, which is Wednesday, the 22nd of July. Put myself on a deadline that I completely failed to meet. I'm going to buy myself a cute dress. Can we do it on the weekend? No, we can't. Why? Because I need to get the podcast episode out on the Monday. I need four days to edit. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Decided what I would wear. I'm going to wear a nice dress. I'm going to borrow dad's graduation gown and cap. And after days of feeling like I was in a slump between my student self and my current self, I had something to look forward to. It's going to be really fun. I'm a vlog. You're going to vlog? It's going to be amazing. Why were you looking forward to graduation? I think it literally is just that really trivial thing of you just want to have that day of like, you know, you're all dressed up and it's just that immense feeling of pride, you know, which of course is ridiculous because I can still have that regardless of if I graduate or not. You know that you've got your degree. Like I know I'm still going to get a degree, like a relatively decent grade as well. And, you know, but it's just, it's just, you just want to have that moment with your cap and your gown and, you know, with all your friends and your family coming to watch you. And I was going to graduate at the South Bank Centre as well. At Glasgow, sort of, it's a really big old university in the quad and the cloisters with the fairy lights in the cloisters. And it was going to look gorgeous. I worked on the graduations last year in 2019 and the ceremonies were just beautiful and it was just so amazing. But for me, it's like I want to be up at that cathedral, that's where we graduated, sorry, um, and with my hat on and my gown on, my family there, because, you know, it's a big deal. 
And for a lot of people, including myself, it did feel like a big deal. Yeah, it's essentially paying a lot of money to sit in a big room, wear a rented gown, and hear someone you might have only met once in your life read out names. But it's also the culmination of years of hard work, memories, and sacrifices. Today is my graduation day. And by graduation day, I mean today I'm gonna get my family to sit in the garden while I wear a graduation gown and pretend that it's my graduation. You can't hear it in that clip, my morning voice isn't my best voice, but I woke up feeling really excited. It feels silly, but I legitimately woke up feeling the way I do on Christmas morning. Even though all I was gonna do was go downstairs, put on some decorations and dress up to sit in the garden. So me and my sister woke up early, put on our masks and took a trip to go and buy some helium. The series of events that happened between getting that helium and trying to blow up my 2020 balloons were too painful for me to explain myself. So here's my sister explaining what happened that day. This girl be waking me up at eight o'clock to go get some helium. Why not? Yada, yada, yada. We got helium, we get told off by a security guard because we're going the wrong way. Yes. And then we leave, we walk home, we do whatever, whatever. Comes about 12 o'clock, bearing in mind first, we start decorating at four. She tells me, oh, I want to blow up the balloons. So then she will blow up the balloons right but it's not working then we end up blowing up two and then the balloon tank starts stops working and i'm like fairy should have bought the bigger one she's like nobody wants nobody likes when people do that i hate it when people say i told you so i was like i told you to get the bigger one but she didn't get the bigger one but she did i didn't listen so yeah that happened she was very upset about that and then the funny thing is one of the balloons that that I think it's weird that you think it's funny when I think it's Let traumatic. Let me finish. One of, one of the balloons popped. It's because we were in the conservatory and it popped on the fan. So, yeah, that wasn't very... Um, it was funny, but I was very sad. Very sad is an understatement. I'd basically built all of my fake graduation dreams on the pillar of having gold helium filled 2020 balloons. And when both the twos popped, it felt like my dreams were popping. Like the balloons were a metaphor for my whole final year. Okay, okay, I'm being dramatic, but <laughs> that's how I felt at the time. The thing is, when Farrah gets upset, I don't, I don't know how to act. I'm Cause she's my sister, right? So I don't know how to act. With my friends, so after being called a train wreck i got it together taped my two zero balloons to the wall and got on with the next fake graduation preparation making a playlist i'm kind of torn between making a playlist of songs i think are fun and jubilant and just like great and songs that actually sum up my university experience because <laughs> if i were to do one with like songs that sum up my university experience it would be a mixed bag we would be going up and down the emotional ladder um and i don't i don't think i think i'll put songs with memories and songs that I enjoy, and but mostly songs that remind me of summer. So, so far, we have a few songs on this. In my graduation playlist, I have a song called Afa Sawaya by um, a musician called Emily Brimlow, which randomly came up on my Spotify Discover. And I put that in my graduation playlist because the title of the song, Afa Sawaya, means planning not to understand. All of the lyrics of the song is just this whole idea of like, the woman who's singing it is saying like, it's in the unknown that I find hope. I'm okay with not understanding it all or I'm planning on not understanding it all because you can't understand it all. I've got a five year plan by Chance the Rapper, which I heard, I heard like when it came out a year ago, I think, and I think it came out a year ago or two years ago. And I was like, okay, cute song. And then I kept moving. 
but I listened to it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed to hear because I'm at this point in my life where like the plans I've had have kind of changed and I'm just like winging it at this point and making the plan up as I go. Whereas in the past when I was younger and I had my whole life mapped out because of school, my plans were already pre-done, but I think now I'm just like being okay with just, you know, seeing how things go. So that works. I've got Before I Let Go by Beyonce, which is a perfect song. I've got Make Me Feel by Janelle Monae, which is a perfect song. It's a song that I listen to constantly um, in my second year of university. I've got Ready For You by Haim, which I love. Come Down by Anderson Park. Super Cut by Lord, because I wrote my dissertation on that album and I just needed to have it. Adore You by Harry Styles and Golden by Harry Styles, just because they're just perfect songs and cruel summer by taylor swift because um topical i went downstairs and made some food for the party went back upstairs and danced around my room to the new playlist but by the time the rest of my family had came back home from work tensions were running high so basically what happened is obviously you've heard earlier my 2020 balloons popped so then i asked my brother to go and get some new ones and he was like okay cool 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 he arrives back home from london with not a single balloon in sight and so i'm just there like you had one job but you know fair enough whatever so my mom comes home and she's like what happened to your, your two balloons and i was like the two two balloons have popped it's sad i can't get into it I will get emotional. So my mom was like, get in the car. We need to go and get the two balloons. So we drive <laughs> to the nearest card factory just to find that the card factory has closed earlier than usual. We get there and we're like, oh no, we go to a Tesco. We go to all the shops really quickly because we know everyone's at home hungry, ready for the barbecue to start. I promise you, I'm not nearly as high maintenance as I sound in these clips, but by the time that it got to half six, I was feeling a little bit giddy. <laughs> and then... Instead, what we do is we get some sparklers and now I need to get ready. And my sister, Rimble, is obviously trying to make herself look cute for this graduation because she's really about that style. And I can just hear chaos downstairs. All I hear is chaos. Right, guys, I will come down when you're ready. Me and my family emigrated to the UK when I was two. And while my parents have cousins who live in the country, we don't have any close relatives who live nearby. So when it comes to celebrations, it's always been friends of the family that come over for birthdays and parties. But on the day of my fake graduation, lockdown restrictions had only just begun to ease up. So the whole graduation ceremony consisted of me, my parents and my siblings. I convinced everyone to dress up like they were going to an actor graduation with suits and dresses. And once I'd been assured that everyone was sat in the audience, and by audience I mean stood on the grass, I put on my dad's old graduation gown and walked down the stairs wearing heels and a dress for the first time in at least five months. And then I graduated. And by graduated, I mean danced in the garden. Laughed a lot. And took so many photos. One photo. I'm just one photo. I need to vlog. I need to vlog. We took a bunch of cheesy photos trying to replicate what an actual graduation would have looked like. Just one photo. Just one photo. One family photo. Ate the barbecue and all the snacks we made, and then went around the table and just talked. It was the first time we'd all been together in the same house since Christmas, and it felt so special. 
Everybody gave a little speech and then I gave a slightly more verbose speech because, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to plan their own fake graduation and send her a whole podcast episode about it. And then we did something that my family does for every celebration. It's something we've done ever since I could remember, something that my parents did with their parents and siblings when they were growing up, and something that's been passed down over generations and generations. We sang and sung and prayed. Okay, if you hear someone who sounds really pitchy and is dragging out the words for a little bit too long, it's probably me. But we don't sing because we're particularly good singers. We sang because singing and expressing gratitude is a part of the way that I've grown up celebrating milestones. It's as part of celebrations as cake is a part of birthdays and gifts are a part of Christmas. And as we finished singing and closed our eyes, I finally felt like I had finished the university chapter of my life. That the restlessness and feeling of in-between was quiet for a moment, and that I was ready to transition into the next part of my life. That while I wasn't with my friends in my university town at the graduation I'd expected to have this year, I felt the closure and division between the selves I've been for the past four years and the self, the graduate self, that I'm becoming. If you were giving the commencement speech for the graduations of the class of 2020, what would you say? It's undeniable that the last three or four years we've spent at university have been fraught with uncertainties. There have been teaching strikes, Brexit, a lot of political unrest and, of course, coronavirus now. Our university experience or even the experience of our everyday lives in the last three or four years has been anything but simple and without hardship. But what I want everyone to remember is that just because we're not ending our university journey in the regular way doesn't mean that it's any less important or any less meaningful. We did this and we did it in spite of uncertainty, fear and unrest. And we should all be proud and happy because really, class of 2020 is like something for the history books. Like, (laughs) yeah, unprecedented. So, yeah, we should all be proud of ourselves still. One of my favourite books is Looking for Alaska by John Green. It follows a nervous, gawky, awkward teenager as he meanders his way through adolescence. He has lots in common with somebody called Stephen you've all grown to adore, who has meandered his own way through medical school and somehow come out with this incredible group of friends. The book closes with one of my favourite lines of all time. Thomas Edison's last words were, It's very beautiful over there. I don't know where there is, but I believe it's somewhere, and I hope it's beautiful. I don't know for certain what comes next. I don't know how we will each cope with foundation training or what's going to happen with this virus. But I do know that you and our friendships are beautiful and they will continue to be beautiful for years to come. Thank you. The truth is that over the past couple of months, I've been wrestling with the uncertainty of life in a way I've never had to before. When I was at school and then at university, I at least knew the basics of what my life would look like each year. I could map it out, make a plan, and just keep working towards milestones. But this year, and at this point in my life, it's not as simple. And so I made this podcast series as a way to try and make sense of it all. And while I've had some amazing conversations and learned so much, I still haven't made sense of it all. But I'm okay with that now. Over the past couple of months, I've spent a lot of time watching commencement speeches. And there's one by a very famous person who is probably responsible for the device you're listening to this podcast on that I've come back to so many times. In it, the speaker lists all of these unexpected things that happened throughout his life 
and describes them as dots. A challenge that he experienced was a dot. An opportunity that he had was a dot. A failure that he went through was a dot. And a happy memory was another dot. All these dots were milestones and landmarks in his life that he couldn't make sense of until he looked back on his life and saw the bigger picture. I'll read you a little bit of the speech. It was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college. But it was very, very clear looking backwards 10 years later. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. If I was doing the commencement speech at my graduation, that's what I would say too. That life isn't about being able to make sense of it all as it's happening. In fact, it would be incredibly boring if I knew what every chapter meant and what every action would lead to. Making plans is fun, but there's something really magical about being able to look back and notice the invisible lines that connected all the dots. The stories that came out of the times that didn't make sense, and the purpose you were able to give to the moments you couldn't understand. The question that I began the first episode of this series with was... What is it like to be a young person coming of age in the middle of a pandemic? The conversations I've had have answered the question in so many different ways. But a word that has come up time and time again is the word uncertain. We're living in such an uncertain time and the dots don't make sense. I couldn't connect them if I tried. But I found a sense of direction in allowing myself to be led into just doing the next right thing. Taking life step by step and hoping that with each step things become a little clearer. In trusting that eventually the dots will line up and I'll be able to make sense of it all. But for now, it's time for me to look out the window, turn on the radio and read the credits. Because while I don't know what happens next, I know that it's time for the screen to fade to black and for the first time in three months for me to hit stop on the recorder. I would like to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been a part of this podcast. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to you for listening because I make a lot of things that never see the light of day and when I put something out there and people actually listen, it makes me so happy. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to thank my family for agreeing to pop in for random episodes. I'd like to thank my friends for being so supportive. And I'd like to thank the podcasting community for giving me advice and encouraging me to keep on pushing myself and make this series that I was so scared to make. I'd like to thank the amazing experts who contributed to this podcast. Dr. Lee Elliott Major, Amelie Yunusa, Constantine Shderev, Amina Hamid, Jenna Boyd, Bruce Hood and James Uffendale. Your advice was brilliant and I'm so grateful for your time. I want to say a huge thank you to Blue Dot Sessions, Broke for Free and Emily Brimlow who made the amazing music you've heard on the podcast. And I would like to say an incredibly huge thank you to the students and class of 2020 who I've interviewed on this podcast. Thank you to Flo Wady, Olivia Parker, Lucy Joyce, Natasha Riney, Hannon Gibson, Emily Clark, Miles Griffin, Emily Byerly, Katie Turney, Beth Sculptor, Nadine Smith, Esther Shelton, Billy Newell, Leah Campbell, Beth Punnett, Carolina Rosa, M. Sturr, Tom Knight, Joe Vinson, Molly Davis, Marla Mukwende, Lauren Steele, Peter Wallach, Tom Flatters, Juliet Howard, Leora Marcus, Emily Hay, and Eleanor Longman-Rude. 
I had so many brilliant conversations and could only share a few clips from these interviews, but I'm so incredibly grateful for your time and honesty and generosity, and I'm so happy to have been a tiny little dot in your lives over the past couple of months. Thank you to everyone who I didn't get the chance to mention. I've had a blast. This is the last episode of the series, but I'll definitely be back in autumn with some bonus stories that I'm excited for you to hear. I'm Rafaro and this was Class of 2020. I hope you have a great start to the week and a beautiful summer. Bye! Okay, so I'm about to upload and send out this final episode and I think that this is my looking out of the window movie moment. It's just, I'm so excited. talking about them but nothing makes me happier than when I recommend a podcast to someone and they come back and tell me how much they loved it so I decided to make a weekly show where I recommend a few podcasts that I'm loving and hope you'll love too whether you're into gritty documentaries real life meet cutes inspiring interviews or have never really listened to a podcast and are looking for somewhere to start I'm going to make it my mission to help you find your next favorite podcast. The one that's going to make you laugh on the train. The one you'll have no choice but to binge in a day. The one you'll send to all of your friends. The one you'll Google deep dive research at 2am. The one you'll repeat when you're feeling down. And the one you take the long way home just to finish listening to. In short, I think you're going to love this podcast. You're Gonna Love This Podcast is made by me, Rafaro. If you have any recommendations, listen to a podcast I mentioned, or just want to chat all things audio, follow the podcast on Twitter at LoveThisPodcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at RafaroFaith on Instagram or Twitter. That is R-U-F-A-R-O-F-A-I-T-H-H. Thank you.